If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. With your coronavirus update for Wednesday, October 27th, I'm Jim Watkins. This report is brought to you by Florida Vacations. Book now for off-season rates at siestakeyyes.com. First, a look at the top stories with impact. We'll look at trends here in the U.S. and globally. But first, an expert panel on Tuesday voted overwhelmingly to recommend the U.S. Food and Drug Administration authorize the Pfizer and BioNTech COVID-19 vaccines for children ages 5 to 11, saying the benefits of inoculation outweigh the risks. An authorization for this age group would be an important regulatory step toward reaching about 28 million children for inoculation, most of them back in school for in-person learning. The vaccine could be available to the younger age group as soon as next week. The FDA is not obligated to follow the advice of its outside experts, but usually does. If the FDA authorizes the shots for this group, an advisory panel to the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention will meet next week to make a recommendation on the administration of the vaccine. The CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, will make the final call. The Biden administration on Monday announced a $70 million program to help the makers of rapid at-home COVID-19 tests get U.S. Food and Drug Administration approval more quickly in a move meant to boost availability of the tests and cut their costs. The National Institutes of Health program will help manufacturers produce the data required by the FDA and will also identify tests with the potential for large-scale production and distribution, according to the Washington Post. The program is part of a wider White House effort to tackle shortages of at-home rapid tests, which can help people make decisions about going to work, school, or doing other activities. Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s Children's Health Defense today said it will take legal action against the U.S. Food and Drug Administration if the agency grants emergency use authorization for the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine aimed at children between the ages of 5 and 11. In a letter signed by Kennedy and Dr. Merrill Nass, member of the CHD Science or Scientific Advisory Committee, they write, quote, CHD will seek to hold you accountable for recklessly endangering this population with a product that has little efficacy, but which may put them, without warning, at risk of many adverse effect consequences, including heart damage, stroke, and other thrombotic events and reproductive harms. The letter was addressed to Dr. Arnold Monto, chairman of the FDA's Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee, committee members, and all FDA staff. That letter is posted on our website at candidlyspeaking.net. Chinese government officials recently began vaccinating children as young as three years old against the Chinese coronavirus. The state-run China Daily reported on Tuesday. As mentioned by the China Daily, China's coronavirus caseload has surged in recent days. Starting October 19th, 
The group's members began testing positive for coronavirus upon returning to their various home cities, which extended beyond Shanghai. The government of Shenzhen, a tech hub known as China's Silicon Valley, has postponed or canceled several upcoming trade fairs and exhibitions in the city, citing a need to control the spread of rising coronavirus cases nationwide. That according to the China or the South China Morning Post. Now with a look at the data, here are some things trending here at home in the U.S. with regard to COVID cases and deaths from week to week, ending October 26th. The average daily cases in the U.S. has increased slightly from week to week at just under 3%. Deaths are relatively unchanged from last week at just over 6,800 per day dying in the U.S. from COVID-related illness. On Tuesday, 1,451 deaths were reported across the country. The U.S. led the world in deaths as well, with Russia just behind, with a little more than 1,100 deaths reported on Tuesday. The Ukraine coming in third, spiking with over 734 deaths on Tuesday. And India checked in with 584 fatalities from COVID-related illness in the last 24 hours. Closer to home, Texas leads in the numbers of deaths from Last week, it's down 14.5%, but still they reported 143 deaths on Tuesday. Arizona topped triple-digit reporting 101 COVID deaths on Tuesday. A silver lining is that deaths overall across Arizona are down week-to-week 16%. Georgia reported 98 deaths on Tuesday. California with 84. Deaths in California from week-to-week rose 7% to 107 average deaths per day from COVID-19. And finally, the number of Americans who received vaccinations in the last week rose from 219.6 million to 226.5 million, or roughly a 3% increase. And an interesting statistic to leave you with, of the 219.6 million vaccinated, there have been 612,000 reports of adverse effects, including 7,800 deaths in the U.S. Percentage-wise, adverse effects represents 0.28% of the overall people vaccinated. Those are the numbers and the headlines for Wednesday, October 27th. We'll have the updated VAERS report coming in over the weekend when that data is released. In the meantime, all of this information is available to you on our website at candidlyspeaking.net. With your coronavirus update, I'm Jim Watkins.